0: Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 72. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this program. Thank you so much for joining me as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and the many mod- modalities of helping each of us find balance in our individual journeys. We're always excited to meet those who are on the leading edge of creating change on the planet. Today we'll be speaking about the beauty and balance during hormonal shifts. Now, at any time during this live presentation, you can feel free to ask a question or make a comment just by scrolling down in your screen and entering it into the comment box. And be sure to click submit so I can share it with our guests. Or if you prefer, you can dial into our conference line at 323-476-3997. And your ID is 607 pounds not to worry if that went by a bit fast. It will show up on the screen during the show. Today, our special guest has been involved with Yoga Hub's Virtual World Yoga and Meditation Conference back in 2012. She's a magnificent individual who began her world in the tech world and then shifting gears into body, mind, spirit. She's now a yoga instructor, a writer, a poet, and she continually gifts her services to community. I am so honored and we just love to have her back, Ms. D. Williams. Hello, Dee. Good morning, Christina. Good morning to you from
1: How are the Pacific you this morning?
0: Northwest, right? pull <laughs> up
1: here in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs>
0: it is gorgeous so Dee, thank you thank you for gifting us and being present here with us today we really love having you back on board
1: it's a wonderful pleasure to be with you again
0: (laughs) so now you have to you have to fill us in here of what's happening what's going on but before um before you do i would love for you to share with our community um a little bit of your background like like What, uh, where you're from, where you were born, and you know, what came to be through your journey in life?
1: I started out in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's where I was born and raised. And I moved west right after college. I went to the University of Cincinnati. Once I moved to the West Coast, I started my career in engineering, believe it or not. Oh, so far away from yoga. Wow. I was in the engineering world for many, many years. And uh, at some point, I moved into the computer world. That's the hub of a lot of things that were going on with computers there in Silicon Valley. And that's where I landed and remained and worked in and out of that Northern California area for, for many years. Over, mm. I would say over 20 years I was there.
0: Wow. Oh, and, gee. Uh,
1: in that interim time frame i was also moving about the job i had required me to travel around the world uh, doing different things at different customer locations for different companies and it was all just so much fun just beautiful fun meeting people and sharing and uh, collaborating at some point um as you probably have heard, and many people have known about the changes and the intensity of the work and how the computer technology just keeps growing and changing. And with that, uh, there are real people working behind the scenes. And I was probably one of those that uh, worked really hard to make sure my company was uh, successful at what they were doing in the computer industry. And as a part of that work, sometimes you work a little harder You know, Mm -hmm. because it's competition and you want to see things go well and you might work a little longer, a few days a week, and then every now and then you work a little longer, more days a week, and (laughs) every now and then you might work all weekend and before you know it, it's Monday morning again and you haven't been home or had a chance to spend a weekend. (sighs) And uh, one of the things that sometimes happens is you see yourself... Drifting more and more and more into uh, that particular type of lifestyle, which mm. uh, does, in fact, take its toll after a point. And certainly I recognized that and wanted to find some alternatives to um, better balance mm. for myself that particular lifestyle that I had chosen. And I uh, tried a few things. I tried um, things like just going to the gym and working out on the circuit all the different equipment, the things you move and push and pull, and um, cycle and run.
0: And now, I tried a lot of those a lot of these companies actually uh, started to put in their own gyms for and people just, to do that. Right? I mean, By did you way. leave the premise or did you stay on the premise? I walked down the hall and around the corner oh. to the
1: gym. And it was fabulous. It was, it was quite the luxury. And that was one of the, the attractions and amenities that companies were offering to stay competitive and to attract the, the talent that they needed. So that was the convenience. The uh, unfortunate thing for me is at some point, my job required me to work from home, <sighs> and which means I would have to go in to work or into the office location to go to the gym because that was my gym. My family gym was at the at the company site. So I would have to drive across town from home where I was working in order to work out, which didn't make much sense to me. So I said I've got to find something, a better solution. And one day I was at the office working and there was a poster on the bulletin board, the employee bulletin board, and it was a poster talking about a new yoga studio that had opened within a few blocks of where I lived. And the article was all about this fabulous new type of yoga called hot yoga, which I had never heard of. I've heard of yoga uh, from my childhood and my youth, um, I lived in Cincinnati, which was where Lillian Philanas started her her television program on p b s back in the seventies and I was accustomed to seeing her and maybe doing some of the things that I would see her do on the television but this hot yoga was something totally new and different hadn't heard a thing about it. And for me, I thought, well, it sounds interesting. I at least can try it out and see if I would like it. So that's what drew me in initially, was just the idea that my life was pretty stressful and I needed some way to offset my own personal stress.
0: Mm. Mm. And that's how yoga began in your life.
1: It did in a big way. And (laughs) it it, it continues now in a big way. (laughs) <laughs> so that was the that was a very good thing for me to do for myself at the time. And mm-hmm. I do highly recommend that for anyone who is experienced experiencing stress or major changes in life uh to to try yoga. Mm-hmm.
0: And and so when did you finally decide to leave the tech industry?
1: Well, I haven't actually officially left. I'm more of a consulting uh, role at this time, so I still periodically go back and peek my head in and go in and do some work but primarily i'm i 'm out of my own uh, engaging community and uh, engaging organizations groups and schools in the offering of yoga
0: mm, how wonderful, magnificent. Well, blessed be for the people like you. I have to say, <laughs> I need you here in LA. <laughs> uh, so, Dee, you? I, when we spoke the other day, you were very passionate about, um, you know, the subject uh, that you see people going through, which is hormonal imbalance or what sometimes I would consider the rebalance of hormones as opposed to an imbalance. Um, because it's really, our body's growing. It's like a, I almost want to think of it as a growth spurt, (laughs) (laughs) how the bones and everything are just kind of like trying to make its way and expand and, and sort of readjust themselves. And, Mm -hmm. and so during this rebalance, you know, You know, if we haven't gone through it yet, which most of us who are in, who have passed our teenage years have gone through that, (laughs) can't run and hide from that, whether you are male or female, Um, you know, we remember those times and they're not very easy times at all. They're very, they're they're very taxing on the body, on the mind, on the spirit. um, And then we go through life and then we have all these different stages of this rebalance and of course, you've seen it. You've been working in it, and hence why you're here to share this with us today. Um, so, where would you like to start? Well,
1: I believe there are really three critical stages in in the life of. A, I'm going to speak now primarily of the life of, of women in general. Mm-hmm. Just going to generalize a bit, and speak about the hormonal changes that women go through, particularly. And you're absolutely right. Um, that formative stage when you're adolescent, uh, those bones are changing and the body is changing. And how unsettling for a young woman to find herself one moment she's um, not really um, really focused on her body, perhaps, perhaps. And then finally, the body requires your attention because of the things that it's literally going through. And you're feeling things, you're seeing things, and uh, people are noticing things and they're making comments about you. So for that formative adolescent period is a very special time for young women. And it's a a, a sort of rite of passage in some communities and in some villages around the world. They do consider it a rite of passage when a woman, a young woman is going through her first change. We call it her first stage of change in her life. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, as you mentioned, the rebalancing of her hormonals, to take care of her needs, which will become her necessary needs for the next stages in her life. So at that point, it may be uncomfortable for her. She may find herself to be uncomfortable in her own skin, if you would say it that way. Maybe she uh, is more self-conscious. Maybe she draws more inward. Uh, Some girls do. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying every girl would, but I just happen to notice Teenagers get shy at this period because of the confusing manner in which all these things are happening simultaneously, Mm -hmm. inward, and then their experiences outward, meaning their peer relationships and the pressures of those relationships, perhaps, Mm -hmm. and their ability to continue to be involved and engage with family and with community. So I kind of see that first stage as one in which What is it that can be done to help a young woman when she's experiencing all the changes? And some of the things that I've I've experienced and worked with in terms of youth, having an experience using yoga during these periods of time, is first thing is that we know yoga can be practiced at any time. It's, It's something that anyone can do at any age, but... Generally, when it's younger people and you're trying to just introduce them, if they're under a certain age, say around the age of 8 to 10 perhaps, Mm. yoga is more fun. It's more like play for the younger kids. And then by the time a young woman might be going through her formative uh, changes, she could be introduced to a formal asin practice. So one of the things that I've experienced is uh, teaching uh, high school kids yoga practice. And we offered that as as an offering here in the community recently within the past few years. And the class was really drawn, uh, drawing in uh, volumes of young ladies coming to the class. And one thing that I discovered is that the girls find synergy among themselves when they come into class, and even though they have never probably done yoga, this is maybe their first time doing it, they, they form this bond within the class, and they, mm. they watch each other, and they try to figure out, um, am I doing it right? But always we give the message, you're doing it, and we don't worry about right here. We worry about how are you feeling right Mm -hmm. now? Mm, What is your experience and what can you take from this? And one of the things I try to emphasize in classes where I'm teaching uh, teenagers or children even is that we, we, we give the basics and we also give it in such a way that we encourage you to do it when you're outside of the classroom. So a lot of the girls are into sports. A lot of the girls may have jobs after school or they may have other family obligations. So mm-hmm. we think of this as a way of offering something that can be easily integrated into their day-to-day lives so that after a sporting event or before a family a gathering or a family um, occasion or during other responsibilities, you can stop for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and practice this yoga that will help you. In the moment, find balance. So maybe things have kind of been out of skew for a bit of time just because of the hormonal changes you're going through, but offering some techniques of breathing, as you are familiar with, Christina. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the easier um, postures, um, standing postures are very beautiful. And also some of the um, postures where you're just sitting or laying flat on your back.
0: Mm. Mm. So, so you you've taught in the high schools? Yes, high I school have. Level
1: middle school and high school, mm. and uh, just last weekend, I was asked to come out to a community gathering where the kids were all less than ten years old, and we created yoga games, oh, kind fun. of in the moment. For the little ones, there were little ones there as young as three years old who were engaged in this yoga game that we created.
0: Mm, fun. That's when you, that I would suggest that you have a look at um, one of our speakers, Rosemary Todd Clough. She designed yoga dots. Wow. Which are like these yoga mats, but cut into circles. Wow, that sounds fascinating. And they're different colors, and it's really wonderful for kids. You can see how they, they take to it, and it's like, oh, you, then you do all your poses on this little dot. Yeah, oh, <laughs> wonderful.
1: This is fabulous. <laughs> I
0: don't really fit it. I need a couple of them, but <laughs> they do. <laughs> I do understand. <laughs> you know? Yes. yes, beautiful concept of using these dots uh, for them. <laughs> so if you ever go to another gathering like that, you might want to consider that.
1: <laughs> I will indeed.
0: Yes. And um, I'd love to know how do the, the young men or the young boys take to the yoga at this age group? Because they themselves are going through hormonal change, too.
1: Yes, absolutely. And the, the boys are are very much willing to give it a try, I must say. I, I haven't met a young man who wasn't willing to give it a try, both at the middle school and the high school level. And even at the middle school level, what I found was that parents were encouraging their young men to come into yoga uh, because the parent may have heard something about yoga and the benefits of yoga for what they know to be their young man's particular need. And later the parent or the young man may have shared with me privately what his need was and why his parent asked him to come to the class. Mm. And in so finding uh, something that he knew his mother or father would have recommended and then being in a class where it's a supportive environment and comfortable he he was able to really release and let go and really get get involved with what we were doing. So I'm speaking of a specific uh, gentleman in this case, but over the course of teaching for high schools and middle schools, young men um, aren't there in the same numbers as young women, but they definitely are coming to yoga. Mm. I'm finding we have, um, a few other programs that go on throughout the community and uh, some of them focused specifically for young men, which I think is wonderful to have, have that opportunity for them to have a space just like we would for the young ladies where they can feel that comradeship among themselves as they're learning the basics of yoga Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in some uh, communities and, um, We have to respect certain cultural values and cultural norms
0: Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. the
1: men and women would normally be separated. So we've had, uh, in some cases, to offer the program so that the boys and girls would have separate classes.
0: Oh, I see. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So so that would be the first stage that uh, a woman would go through is that puberty stage. Yes.
1: Youth in general. Youth we in general.
0: Youth. I know. It's like, woohoo! <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Those explosions in the body. Isn't it amazing? It is. And so, and what would the next stage be?
1: The next stage would be the age after um, the 17 up to age 40. And that's the age where, excuse me. <clears throat> that's the age of a young woman's life or a young man's life where they're possibly going on into their careers or maybe they're starting a family. And mm-hmm. if that is true, then that dynamic introduces its own new set of hormonal uh shifts I would say for the for the woman specifically and as well the man he's going through his own dynamic with the hormones uh coming into his manhood for the young woman who might be of childbearing or maybe bringing a child into the world. Obviously, there are going to be lots of things going on for her as well. With that, um, one of the things I know... Um, There was at some point along my career, I'll just reflect on that for just one second, this dynamic of balancing so many things at one time. I've got my family, I've got my children, I've got the job, I've got the Mm -hmm. community obligations, I've got my social obligations. So when you kind of layer all those things into a life of one person, Mm -hmm. that can be a lot. That can be so much to take on. And then in addition to find your own internal systems shifting and changing. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you're pregnant while well, you're still you know, going through all those things of having a career and a family and community and social obligations, uh, that could cause you more stress. That could create more of a situation where you would need uh, someone to offer you a program through yoga practice that would offer what I would call um, a mindful practice, mm-hmm. where you become more centered in yourself and you become more balanced by using what we call mindfulness-based stress reduction techniques that offer gentle yoga for the body. Some um, weight-bearing exercises would be needed, obviously, for women who are pregnant, though, there are a specific series of classes that could be offered to help you use yoga, but also introduce you to what I would call mindfulness-based. And this stress reduction technique can be used for men and women. It's not just all about the women when you come to mindfulness and stress. So use <laughs> it for both men and women.
0: I always say, gentlemen, you have Gentleman. to deal with us. <laughs> <laughs> you need the mindfulness techniques, trust me. <laughs> they go hand in hand. <laughs> indeed. Yes. and <indeed. laughs> hmm We were
1: on uh, learning and understanding about the changes of hormones in the uh I call it the the middle years in the 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 career motivating and the family and the woman who might be juggling so much mm. between all of her responsibilities and so in that time of her life we would would offer her and encourage her to continue to remain active that's that's one of the keys i think in terms of rebalancing hormones is to know that it's okay even though you may not feel like you want to be active uh, just finding the motivation to remain active, i think is a mm-hmm. great key uh to that rebalancing process and and once you are able to set a routine for yourself um whatever it might be, if you like to walk, maybe take a walk if you like to run or if you like to bike or take a class in in the yoga and uh, use that as your as part of your practice of remaining active.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, so a lot of, uh, um, individuals might find it hard to make these shifts. Um, as you say, you know, there's, we've been hearing so much of, uh, postpartum depression, you know, after pregnancy, um, we've been he- hearing about so much, uh, you know, depression across the board, but Mm -hmm. not only that, I mean, the level of stress that has come about, we see many, many cases of things like shingles Mm -hmm. that seems to be affecting a lot of uh, individuals, um, especially women uh, at that age range of, you know, late thirties and up. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you see that where you're at and with the people you're working with?
1: Well, I, I don't see specific uh, medical conditions other than uh, stress, which would induce certain types of restrictions in movement,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was kind of a unique thing for me to see as people come into class. What I mean by that is repetitive strain from simply sitting too long at a computer and you type and you type and you're not moving mm-hmm. and you might come into in class where I'm, I'm introducing a a program for yoga and you you might have restrictive movements because of some repetitive strain and carpal tunnel. That's Mm. one of the more common ones that I see. Also more uh, neck and shoulder tightness and um, range of motion limitations, arms not able to go up and, you know, body restrictions. Mm. But I don't see the manifest, um, Physical um, symptoms of things like you mentioned. You maybe um, the shingles might be there for that person, but maybe they don't share that with me specifically mm-hmm. as part of what I'm doing with them in in terms of a yoga program. But I did um, meet a woman recently who is a business owner. So I can imagine her level to be pretty high in terms of stress. And I can you know, imagine maybe a lot of things happening for her all day long and being very stressed out. And once she came into a class and, and at some point in the class, she yelled out, mm-hmm. my pain is gone. My pain is gone. And we didn't really understand what she meant, but later she explained that she had been in pain all day. And the pain was really, I believe, more stress related. Mm -hmm. But we were doing what I call an opening sequence, which was very gentle movement with slow, awesome, very slow. Mm -hmm. Like you're on, like you turn it down to the lowest volume you can and still be moving in the, in the, in the awesome. And within the first 10 minutes, she said she heard something click. And that's when she yelled out that her pain was gone. Hmm. And so one of the things that I've started to do is that the beginning of a class is really slow things down for people that are just rushing in from wherever they're coming in from. You (laughs) You can just slow down. And one of the things that I started to do in my own home practice after I learned to, to use yoga for home practice was as soon as I would come home, I would try to put everything down and just slow down and just sit for a minute and just get quiet. And I think that's one of the ways we become more mindfully aware that there is a needed transition between your outer world and all the things you've been running around doing. Mm -hmm. And when you enter into a space where you want to now shift into a different mode so that your body can become rebalanced, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that would be a hormonal rebalance. It could be just the stress to relieve yourself of that or as this woman I described would have had happen for her was to physically release some limitations.
0: Mm. Oh, wonderful! Oh, so, so uh, do you teach different levels, um, like different classes? Like one, you know, they they came out with a, a type of yoga that they start to call Yin Yoga. As in the yin and the yang, Mm -hmm. the yin yoga. I mean, have you experienced that? Because that is very slow asanas.
1: I have experienced it in that I've taken classes from other instructors who specialize in that practice, Mm -hmm. but I... I haven't yet offered that as a practice that I offer for clients, but I think it's a beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. practice and mm-hmm. very relevant to the time as you were mentioning earlier with so much of the levels of stress going up and up and up <laughs> for everybody.
0: <laughs> well, that okay, so that we've reached the middle years and we've stated that it's great for men, women and their partners men Absolutely. Right? Yes. So that everyone can find that mindfulness and have a bit more understanding and compassion for each other. (laughs) Very much needed. So what is the, the third stage?
1: Well, the third stage is the stage that I'm passing through right now. And the first thing I'd like to say is don't call it old age, Well, they'll be
0: calling you and I old. (laughs) That's not
1: called old age. I don't want to put a label on it. I want to call it the wisdom years. That's my new name for this passage, the Mm -hmm. wisdoms. And in that phase, uh, very, very big shifts and changes in hormonal uh, fluctuations in levels of estrogen uh, for women, especially to test testosterone for men and women Mm. and also the third hormonal, um, would be your, um, progesterone for men and women. So I just want to say there, there are major hormones involved, but in, in the case of, of a woman going through a physical change at this time of her life, the hormonal change that is, um, brought forward by things of physical discomfort. A lot of women talk about having night sweats, Mm -hmm. something called a night sweat might occur pre-menopause or just at the time of menopause. And these night sweats can be amazing. Um, The first time that I had that experience, I I woke up and, and I thought I had had an accident overnight in the bed. And I thought, well, that's not me. That can't be something that has happened to me overnight. Mm. I don't do that. I know how to get up at night. <laughs> so not really understanding what was happening because the shift comes in its own time mm. and every time is totally different. So for me to To have somebody say, well, next week on Tuesday at 7.30, get ready. It's coming, and it's going to happen to you too. No one can plan for it. It just Mm. comes about. And you notice the body going through its next phase, the wisdom years, I call it. The (laughs) wisdom years are coming. And uh, one of the things you have to make a huge adjustment to is just this physical discomfort. Mm. And so many women might try perhaps certain recommended remedies, and I'm not going to recommend them here on this program, but there are many out there. Of course, you would consult with your own healthcare professional, but in, in, in addition to that, um, it may settle some of the problems of symptoms of things like night sweats or what are called flashes, known as hot flash. Some ladies don't <laughs> like that word, but uh, that's the common <laughs> term for it. And the difference is uh, generally the sweating and the profuse amount of sweating would occur at night. But during the day, there's more of what I call a warming up. <laughs> <laughs> you get warm and you get really, really warm to the point of you want to just take everything away from your skin or contact with the skin because you feel feeling that uncomfortable. So... For this change of life, the most amazing adjustment that one can make and that I had to make was just my own attitude about it. I had to start right here and and first understand this is a rite of passage for a woman. And it's it's an experience that will affect not only her, it's going to affect her family, perhaps, because it also involves mood swings at times. And with that, um, the family should also have the opportunity to understand what's really going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Wee. Well, I, it must help to have these, uh, these flushed moments up in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest during winter or if you're in a nice cold country. <laughs> That's exactly
1: right. Or a personal fan in your purse.
0: Oh, that's a personal fan. I like that. In your <laughs> That does a little misting of nice aromatherapy at the same time. <laughs> you need it all. You want it
1: all in the moment. And so I always think of in the moment when I talk about the whole attitude about it. There's the thing of knowing that it's about to occur. Some of the flashes when they do occur, the misting it has a warning signal for you. So it kind of gives you a little signal that it's coming and it gives you a moment to make an adjustment. I really feel this. It gives you time to make an adjustment with how you're going to go through this because it's coming and it's not going to stop until it goes and it passes. It may take a few minutes for that to happen. So I think about, in in my case, obviously it takes a bit of, of getting used to, but I think one of the things that I... I was able to do in the power of use and yoga for this experience that I was going through um, was to learn to be with what is. Mm. That's kind of my way of saying, think about your own attitude about it. If it's true that you are going through a wonderful phase of maturity into your wisdom years, and it is a rite of passage, and it's something you are blessed to be able to pass into as a woman then um maybe if we wouldn't bring it such negative energy of our own when it it's happening to us maybe if we could just perhaps just agree that it's raining today therefore we will be okay with the rain and that is the attitude I'm thinking about for this stage where Things are just so uncomfortable, mightily uncomfortable. I know that's not the right answer for many, many people, and I appreciate that. So my backup plan, have in your bag a nice cool towel. Mm -hmm. A cool towel is created in the morning right before you leave and run out to work. You can just create a cool towel, wet, cold water into a little um, baggie, plastic baggie, And place it in the fridge right before you are ready to take off from work. Let it cool. And if you have your lunch basket that you're going to take with you during the day, keep that cool towel in the lunch basket. And whether, you know, wherever it is that you can conveniently, if that moment comes at an inconvenient time, I I don't know about whether or not it's okay to take that towel out and use it at that point. But I found that to be very helpful. It's just to have some thing that I have created for myself to help me in the moment, Mm. because you definitely will find yourself grasping for whatever, a fan, a book to fan with, (laughs) uh, running outside, jumping in front of the air conditioner at work, whatever it is, you're going to have a reaction to it. And it just depends on degrees of preparation for your reaction.
0: There you so, go.
1: <laughs> the cool towel was one of those for me. And lots of water. Lots and lots of water.
0: Oh lots of water, yes. yes. And again,
1: the mindfulness uh programs through the yoga practice
0: are mm-hmm. also helpful. Now can you um okay so we've hit the three stages, right? Yes, we have. We've covered the three stages. And men, you are not left out of this. (laughs) Not not at all. And in your time, it's called midlife crisis.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Just Uh, say no. Just say no. (laughs) Just say no. (laughs) When you want to go out and buy a Ferrari, just
0: say no. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Don't say no to that. Uh, (laughs) If I were the partner, I'd go, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, So through these times, um, what would you, uh, it's not, you know, I I know some people who've gone through these times, uh, these different stages. Some have a nice, easy ride. They hardly know it's even, they're even going through it, whether it be their personality, whether it be their diet that's helped them through, who knows, right? And some have been, it's like a gravel road. <laughs> yes, indeed. You're right? It's like a gravel yes. road that is miles and miles long. And they keep, it's. it takes so long for them to get through it. So so how would we, I mean, I wasn't joking earlier when I said, you know, about learning the mindfulness practices. Um, can you give our audience a little bit of, of an idea what that means.
1: So when you are going to do a mindfulness-based practice, this might be an example. For instance, you might simply lay flat on the bed or on a mat, and while you're there, you're just completely silent with your eyes closed. And you begin to simply notice just the breath, just the breathing the body breathing, the breath going in and out through, through your nose, or you might open your mouth when you exhale. But in general, you just come completely close to what's really happening in this moment. The body is simply taking a breath in, and then it's releasing the breath. And then as you're laying there flat and still, and you've become just accustomed to focus on the breath, you might then bring your attention and awareness to a specific part of the body. You might simply completely bring all of your attention and awareness to just the right foot, just the toe of the big toe of the right foot. And what we're trying to do in this practice is really determine if we can truly sense the actual literal sensations that are happening in that part that's so far away from our mind. It's at the very bottom. It's the very bottom limb that we walk on every day. But are we able to really feel that particular part of our body? That's just one of the ideas in a mindfulness practice is that you're going to be still for a period of time and then system by system, you're going to quietly try to connect and sense the sensations that are happening in those areas throughout. And so there's a sequence and a, a different process that guides you through so you're not alone. There are tapes and things that you can um, become familiar with. The program that I um, became familiar with is one that is offered by Dr. John Cabot zinn and his program is called the MBSR, Mindfulness Based Stress Reduction. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a program you can learn it, and he offers CDs and tapes on that program.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, he's he's uh, very popular with that program. I I hear many people speak of it, and I do believe uh, I have uh, family members who actually use those as well. So thank you so much for that. Um, yes. A question did uh, come in. Um, and it says, okay, what about flat brain syndrome of premenopause? Is there anything in particular that you find helps with memory? Hmm. Memory. Wow. No. Flat bit brain syndrome. I've never even heard of that.
1: The only thing that I know happens to me is periodically I forget things. And I don't know did they say what time they're talking the the,
0: the, the premenopause
1: yeah the only thing that I I can recall that would happen to me is is I would forget something like so many things are going on in my head all at one time that the one singular thing that I want to remember right this minute (laughs) where are my keys I can't find them and I know I put them somewhere that's where I put them all the time, but in this very moment, they don't seem to be where I thought they were supposed to be. (laughs) And what had happened is I came in and I put them somewhere else because that time it was more convenient to put them in the secondary location. But I'm still looking for them where I originally would have them. So that's the only thing I can think of, and I'm not familiar with the syndrome that the questioner is asking about.
0: Yeah, neither am I. I've I've not heard of that at all. It's like flat brain I, I, yeah, I, I'm right with you about leaving things in areas. I'm continuously going, where's this? Where's mm-hmm. that? But then I do also have a six year old oh, <laughs> that so tends to can, like to hide my things. They, too. <laughs> own. they have legs. They <laughs> yes. My objects tend to have legs that walk away and sneak around different corners and under things. <laughs>
1: So funny that is so, so now
0: I've learned to go can somebody please tell me where that is <laughs> before I even go looking <laughs> that is amazing totally amazing so I don't know what syndrome that is <laughs>
1: I think it has a name but I just don't remember what it is because I had a six-year-old at one time too
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my but um Yes, that, that forgetfulness or, but I, I do find it's, as you say, there's so much. It's, it's almost like we're so used to multitasking. And, but at this point in time, that multitasking doesn't work as well. It's almost like the mindfulness is almost like we have to center in, focus, move forward and sort of block, have those barriers up until we are able to get rebalanced.
1: Absolutely. And one technique that I wanted to add, which was uh, the technique of journaling. So for those that um, may have started journaling through a diary when you were a kid, this diary or this journaling process is a way to kind of release a bit of what's happening to you. Just let it go through your writing, like, at night, before you go to bed, you might write something of the experiences that you've had during the day and how they've affected you. It seems for me somehow just putting it on the paper is a way of of taking it out of myself and objectively reviewing that, okay, this is happening to me. It's a moment in time. It's passing, and then my next moment will be for me the next day. I'll have another fresh opportunity Obviously, again, we're going through some things here every day, but in general, just the idea of, of writing about it, may mm-hmm. be releasing it for some, it may be helpful for, for other people. I know a lot of people that begin journaling at this stage of their lives. Mm. They start to journal. And I think for all different reasons, but I would imagine they would surely be writing some notes about what's going on physically, right. mentally, and emotionally at yeah. that time, too.
0: <laughs> and you can say whatever you want. <laughs> sure. I That's- always tell people you don't, to, you don't have to worry about who's looking at it, if this is yours, and you can say whatever you want at whatever time. And I actually date and put down the time.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, David's so
0: that time. I can track uh, a certain rhythm that I might be going through.
1: That's good. That's really beautiful. Yeah. I hadn't considered the time element, but that's also very nice to have that as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I don't know why. I think it was just my my way <laughs> of <laughs> going to be a little too precise. But but I know I was going through a very I could never write before. I would start diaries. Two days later, I would put them away. And I, I just really didn't enjoy it. I have no, like, passion for writing. <laughs> so it was very difficult for me. I was always very active. And uh, that's what I hear with a lot of people. It's like, journal? I don't, I hate that. I hate sitting As, down and having to write. Absolutely.
1: I totally understand that for some, not not the right formula.
0: Yes, yes. But there is something very interesting that begins to happen when you have to kinesthetically connect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's that that action and connecting the brain and the thoughts. So it's almost like a body-mind-spirit connection that starts to happen. It is.
1: And for me, I don't journal consistently. I have these moments when, when there's so much going on, that's when I grab the journal. And I start writing, writing, writing profusely, writing all my thoughts down. I'm so upset about what happened today or whatever. I do it in those moments and I release it and get it out. But um, doodling, writing, you know, doodles, I call them little characters or drawings or sketches or drawing mandalas. You know, they're all the different ways to release and convert what may be something that's totally uncomfortable to you. Through your creative energy, do you mm-hmm. see um, it, it's a different way to shift yourself into a new mode. Uh, use that energy that's building itself up inside of you and and let it come out in some form of your own creativity it's maybe not at the moment you're going through a flash or a particular uncomfortable moment. May not be the exact moment to try this, but in general, I'm just saying to incorporate something that allows you to use your creative energy to help with the rebalancing process.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a very good one. Doodling and drawing for those people who don't like to write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really nice one. I like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Dee, um, how, I mean, we, you've gone through the, the three stages. Of the hormonal shifts, so to say, um, what uh, what what and how can we, as individuals, working with a loved one or a friend, how can we support them?
1: I think every day is to keep communication open. I think that's the number one thing that becomes more challenging um, because sometimes a person is having uh, those intense moments in their physiology, and they may not be expressing themselves in a perfect way or in a way that people would say, oh, well, today you seem to be a little bit, you know, talking to me and not the way you talked to me, you know, yesterday. So I think communication is the key for these these moments when things might break, in, in, in that communication chain between family members, spouses, and I would also think of an idea that that I saw someone use recently, which was to create a communication uh, agreement or a signal that shows other people: okay, right now, not the best time to talk to me about you're going to get the new Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> You see, you put up the little flag, yellow flag, red flag, green flag. You know what I mean? You just yes. let somebody know when it's okay. Some people do it with their children, especially to say for the children, well, when the door is half open, it means such. Or when the door is fully closed, please knock lightly. You just give your family some ways to know, and they would then be able to better uh, understand what might be happening in the moment. You may not be able to yell out to the whole family, okay, right now, <laughs> do not disturb, but you might be able to close the door a part way and say, okay, when the door is this way, you know, not to come in, please.
0: <laughs> when yeah. I wear the stop sign right here, that means do not bother <laughs> <laughs>
1: Of course, of course.
0: If I wear the yellow one, I must tread lightly. <laughs> tread very lightly, yes. Or when my fan comes out. <laughs> you know, stay away. I'm blowing everything away. Yes. Now, what about um, young young adolescents? How, how would we work with them?
1: I think the one thing that I've uh, thought about and I've, did kind of experience through my own daughters, you know, when she was growing up was uh, variety and activity, variety and activity. And, Mm -hmm. and again, keep the communication open. So for um, having a time during the week, when it's okay to just sit and talk, turn off all the electronics. So one other thing that I want to recommend in this whole process, of all the three phases Mm -hmm. is sleep in a quiet Space. Mm. Sleep in a quiet space. If you can, every night turn off the television, turn off the radio, turn off the cell phone. All the electronics in the room should be off during sleep. That's just my recommendation, mm-hmm. kind of my thing. But I wanted to say that I've read and started to understand more and more about um, the idea of sleeping with these things turned on can affect your sleep a little bit. So if you can sleep mm-hmm. as peacefully as possible, at least you give yourself such a maximum opportunity to renew and rebalance while you are sleeping mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. to the next day. For the adolescents, again, I would obviously say variety in activity, offering different types of things for for engaging their energy and and hormones. They for adolescents, sometimes they say their hormones are going crazy. Well, not really. They just have a lot of energy and they need different ways to express that energy. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. So a lot of kids are brought into sports during those times. Parents engage them in all different types of sporting activities so that they can get out and be out on the field or wherever that sporting Event takes place for that group, or they may have them doing some other activities that keep them engaged
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but oh, well, yoga as a family that would be nice
1: absolutely i think um obviously, my bottom line is is the yoga practice throughout all the phases
0: absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and what's interesting is that i I think a lot of people don't realize yoga is not just um the asanas, like the physical form, but it is like the um <clears throat> pranayama, which is the breath work, the meditation. <laughs> and we were just on a show just the other day speaking um with uh Ming Ling Tui from Canada, and she's a psychotherapist. And we we're just saying how many people go when they hear the word meditation, they go, ah, we can't do that. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's not just about sitting still. It could be a walking meditation. It That's could be, um, you know, a, a chant. It could be um, so many forms, and it could be just lying on your back. Absolutely, as you say, with the mindfulness of just being still for a little while. So, you bet. Mm, quite simple. So
1: there are so many things, right there. There are those practices, either the meditation, yoga the full breath of yoga, Mm -hmm. incorporating all the disciplines included, including your diet, uh, the things that you ingest uh, throughout the day can have an effect on your hormones and the balance thereof. Um, It can have an effect on your mind and uh, how you sleep at night. So thinking more mindfully about what you take in as well and learning more about that, I think is also important.
0: Stay away from the sugar. Oh, that's all I can tell. Stay away from the sugar, the refined sugar. Boy, that kicks up all sorts of heat in the body. You know? It
1: does. Yes, it does. And
0: for whatever reason, that's the first mm-hmm. thing most people go to, the chocolate, the desserts, right. the sweets, and it just feeds that level of anxiety. The comfort
1: carbs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that, that make your engine rev, but you can't go anywhere. <laughs> um, um, I would like to share with our audience, uh, Dee, a book that you'd written several years ago, which is a yo- Yoga for the New Millennium. And uh, we're going to try to bring that. There you go. We have that up on screen right now. Can you tell us a little bit about your book and what inspired you to write it? That
1: book was inspired by a series of events in my life. The one that I described earlier, that whole routine of career and stress and dynamics of life uh, living in the place that I was living at the time. And um, the other dynamic was uh, seeing some of my relatives going through their uh, changes of life. And especially seeing uh, my grandmother go through her wisdom years and come to a a final rest in that. All of those things were combining together at a certain point in my life. And um, I used the writing as a way to draw out from um, this place of feeling alone and feeling isolated I really, because I traveled so much, I was often in a hotel room by myself Mm. regularly. I would travel for weeks on end and be in cities all over the the country and the world. So at those times when I would wake up in the middle of the night and need something to do, I started to express some of that uh, through the poetry.
0: Mm. Wonderful. So it's a gathering of all those pieces.
1: There it is. Lovers. The pieces are continuing to gather.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: more yes. More pieces are coming. <laughs> yes,
0: because you are on your way to launching a few more books. Isn't that correct? That is so
1: true. I, I have become, uh, I've come to love the writing. So it's it's just my my gift and and what I like to share and leave uh, as a as a gift to others.
0: So, uh, Dee, is there anything today that we might have left out? That uh, anything else that you might like to share with our audience?
1: Well, I'd like to say, um, first and foremost, of course, um, age is just a number. Something my grandmother always told me when I was growing up, and um, I'd like to share a poem if mm-hmm. that is at this time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, There is a new poem that is coming in the early part of 2014. And every poem generally starts with a quote. So I want to read the quote first. Living through life's challenges with grace and courage is one benefit of a sustained yoga practice. So all of the books are themed on the practice of yoga All the poetry is inspired through the meditation and the mindfulness that comes through yoga. The name of the poem, Finding Serenity. Lose everything and grow wisdom. Gain everything and grow old in fear. Bliss is everywhere. Joy is transitory. Learn to be okay with what is and never never harbor any doubt. Close your eyes and see in order to become the master of your mind. The path to serenity is for all to find. Mm. So with all the things and the phases that we go through, most people have this idea in their mind that I want to get to this place of serenity in my life, place of peace. So that's the poem.
0: Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Very lovely. Thank you.
1: thank you for allowing
0: me. So so we look forward to having that in a book form in the early 2014. What a, what a great way to start the year. Now you have to focus on the lunar year. <laughs> it gives <laughs> right. you an extra month and a half.
1: <laughs> Not much time left.
0: I know, I know. But thank you so much, Dee. This has been really lovely connecting back with you and, And thank you for sharing your wisdom on helping others through this, um, through their transitional period, so to say.
1: Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you, Segovia Smith, and of course, the Yoga Up team for making this possible uh, each and every week. Also, we'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us in this new platform of education and information. We're grateful for your continuous support and look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. We invite you to join us live on Tuesdays for Magical Medical Tour at ten thirty a.m. Pacific, 1 30 p.m. Eastern. Wednesdays for Trinity of Life at eleven AM Pacific, two PM Eastern, followed every other week with flowing into awareness with Anatara. I'd like to let you know that you can connect with D Williams at KanjinYoga.com kanjinyoga.com and she's also available to teach private sessions and she teaches in businesses and schools and of course community centers so look for her there at kanjinyoga.com again we're always grateful for your feedback suggestions and comments please give us a call at 818 let's talk 818 let's talk until next time namaste YHTV's Trinity of Life. Come join me, Christina Suzama, as I journey to find the many modalities that support individuals, from children to adults to elders, with topics ranging from health and wellness, meditation and inspirational stories. I invite you to visit yogahub.tv every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. I don't know, as a, as a parent, which one would throw me off balance more Uh to find out my son was the bullier or my son was being bullied. Do do, do you know my... It's almost (gasps) like, wow, I mean, they're both awful. But which one would really affect me even more? And and I do believe, Sandy, because of who I am, it would really shock me if I found out my son was the bullier. It would shock me. And I would be like... (gasps)